0: You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Scottish Football Show, right here on SN Media. I'm Scott McPy, delighted to be your host as always. Wilson's here with us as well. Wilson, how are we this weekend?
2: Fine, thank you. Uh, been a busy couple of weeks with international games, and then uh, obviously my my local uh, amateur team as well, plus the kids' football. But delighted to be back on to talk about the big talking points of this weekend. You're happy with the
1: start straight? We've made 15 goals in the cup, by the way, and here that's a 7-1. One, one. Is it 7-1 against
2: the league leaders? Uh 6-0. Six, 6-0. No. Six, six, no. Um, no, the start's not good enough. We've had two home <laughs> games and we picked up one point. So um they got a roasting at training on Wednesday and we with a bit of fell back in our faces yesterday with a draw. Um, but next week we'll be getting fitness sessions Monday and Wednesday.
1: Very good. Rory <laughs> Lloyd's here as well. Rory, how are you we this weekend?
0: Yes, all good. All good. Looking forward to Discussing, it's good, always good to have the domestic stuff back after the international break um, Good wee international, um, good wee spell for Scotland Which was always good, and good to get all the domestic stuff back at the weekend
1: Yeah, definitely, we're going move on to talking about Scotland Before we touch on the domestic action Wilson, six points from nine A defeat against Denmark, followed by a one against Moldova at home And a massive victory against Austria away Overall, is that a good? was that a good international break?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think when you always, with, with these seeded groups now, you always look at the one team that you know has going to pretty much win the group. You know, your, your team from Port A, and for me, that was Denmark. They did so well at the Euros, um, well, after the couple opening games. Um, <clears throat> good team, good players. So you're not expecting much, um, especially when you go away to these places. I think at a full-handed, it might be a wee, a wee bit different, depending on if they need... Points are we will need the points certainly, um, but th- I'm not grumpy, you know, about the Denmark result. On top of that, I don't think they possibly deserved it from the game either. The second half showing was certainly better than the first. Um, but I-, I think from the six points, from even home to Moldova, one 1-0 0 or ten nil, three points, you know, folk grumpy, but a one 0 home win against Moldova, I don't. You win the game, and that's it. And I think the Austria result's massive because I think it was between you know us and them to hopefully finish second. I mean, anything less than nine points from the next three is, you know, I think that's a wee bit of a failure, but I'm very, very confident they'll get those nine points and then we'll see where we are when Denmark come to hand in
1: November. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's, a, it's put Scotland in a good position. Rory, obviously those three games that are coming up are massive, but how much confidence will they take over our victory against Austria?
0: Well, if Wilson's no grumpy, then, you know, something's went right. Um but no, it, listen, it was, a, it, was a, it was a strong international break and I agree with Wilson. I think if you don't follow that up, in Austria, there's a lot of questions around the Moldova game. Um, whereas, you know, if you're going to places like Austria and winning, then a win the victory against Moldova is enough. I think as well, what I would say is you look at other results in the group, you know, you know, us getting a, a one-all draw um, over in Israel and you look at some of the teams that have went there um, and struggled, then you look at Denmark's result Five nothing to beat Israel, um, so I think if you look across the group as a whole, we're pretty much where we as a nation would I say expect to be. Uh, I think Israel and Austria would probably also expect to be second, but we are leading the way at the moment. I think six out of nine as well. Some touches on there, you know, Denmark had a good Euros. You know, obviously what happened at the first game was 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 horrible, but uh, I think that had a kind of bearing on their first kind of couple of games there, and um, aye. They're the strongest team in the group. I expect them to win it. Um, and we're in pole position for second now. And as Wilson says, it, it would be interesting. You know, it's that, it's that kind of Scottish mentality. You know, you go into those games feeling the worst and then you come out the other side going, oh, if we can beat Israel at hand and then we have get Moldova, then we, or we might just finish first if we can beat market That type of idea. But let's just, um, the boring old cliche, let's just, with, with the international stuff, let's just take it one game at a time. Um, let's try and finish second and see if we can progress to the playoffs like we did for the Euros.
1: Wilson, we kind of had a wee debate about Steve Clarke after the, the Denmark game for his tactics. Giving him criticism for his first game in the three group, group games, you've got to give him credit for the way he handled the third game. I thought he got a spot on against Austria.
2: Yeah, and sometimes he kind of responds under pressure. And again, I mean, I know we had the, on our chat as well, you know, his record doesn't look good. I mean, let, let's be honest, I know there's a lot of kind of Nonsense in social media coming from sets of supporters that maybe get something against them, but in all honesty, at a point I two it was right. Any other Scotland manager with that record, could, if they hadn't gone to the Euros as such, we'd been on a sugarly peg. Um, but I think these results now, albeit regardless of what we got there, we, we we're still at the Euros. Disappointing show apart from England game, yeah, probably, but we still got there. And we look on course to finish second in this group, which I think was an expectation. You know, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we were going to win it. Um, and I think it's one of these things, you'll, you'll pull a result out when required. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the players themselves, they must be hungry. So, yeah, he's got his tactics spot on. You know, you can argue with the personnel all day. But I think the players have got that hunger and desire now. I think we went through it a long time where players turned up for Scotland to get away for the wife and Wayne sometimes. You know, they weren't really that keen and, you know, they didn't look as if they were desperate to be, they or desperate to, to do. in with the national team who is now, I think everyone's got their hunger. Grant Hanley, the last two games, I think, deserves a mention. I thought he was Definitely, excellent. yeah. In the two games, um, you know, there was there some that possibly didn't, you know, p- perform too well over the two games, but uh, as, as then, I say...
1: And then, mind, do you mentioned
2: uh, the 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 first game against Moldova, I thought Ryan Christie is poor again. I don't really see, um, you know, I, I think he kind of struggles for a position, his best position, um, in some of these games. I thought I thought Gilmore the first half, um, against Denmark non-existent, but he come onto a game. His technical ability, um, was, was incredible against uh, Moldova. Ham and I was at that game, and some of his touches and things as well, but. I'm, I'm old school. I think my centre midfielder should be crashing into people and tackling all that. But I don't think that's quite his game. I think he's still a, a bit slight. But I, I just don't know when he plays if we don't have kind of runners up front, possibly two up front. It's because that he wants he wants to slide balls in behind. He wants to break lines with passes. And I don't think that's Adams or Dykes' game. I think they're more getting it and driving it. People are holding it up, etc. But I don't think he was particularly poor. I think he was good. Patterson played. O- okay, at Hamden, I thought after the first fifteen minutes, I thought I would get a Donal on the now. I thought he gave the ball away frequently, but he, he, grew, in, he grew into the game a lot better. Dykes was good both games as well. You know, you know what you're getting from him, and I think to be, to be all honest, and I, I've only seen quick uh, snippets today, but Craig Gordon is outstanding. You know, that's I, I, I was amazed when he didn't play. I know he wasn't get much a game at Celtic, but I was. You know, Flabbergasted that Marshall get the shout, David Marshall did well, but Craig Gordon's ten times a goalkeeper David Marshall is. And I think that's that's a big difference. I think the defenders are a wee bit more confident of having Craig Gordon behind them um as well. And I think that a wee bit of confidence grows from that. Um so I I think all's going well. And as I say, I think we now expect, as a nation, nine points from from the next three and um, to get us through it.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll talk a bit more about Scotland when the, the next three games come up. Israel out, Israel at home, Moldova away and the Faroe Islands away. But we'll move into the domestic action that took place this weekend. We'll start them with part Park. Rangers left it late, were under the cosh, but managed to pull out a 2-1 victory against St Johnson. Rory, we'll talk a lot about big game performances and big results, but how big a result was that for Rangers to get that victory up when they weren't at their best? St Johnson were very stuffy, very effective as always, St Johnson, are like that. Very hard to score against, but Rangers got the job done, a big result. How much, how big a result was that for Rangers on Saturday?
0: Uh, I think all things considered, it was, it was a big result, you know, going one nil down, going to McDermott Park against a team which are, I think, listen, they've not had the best start to the season. I don't think they've won a game yet this season, other than the penalty winner up at Arbroath. Don't get me wrong, you throw fixtures like Galatasaray etc., et cetera, and there, then you come to realise possibly why um, they've struggled for a win. It, mentally, it's no easy. I don't think going 1-0 down at St Johnston and, and trying to win. However, Rangers managed to do it, and I, I think it's big. No even necessarily that win. I think when it comes to similar such circumstances or situations later on in the season... It generates belief and it generates a confidence to go. Do you know what? It might be the 85th minute. It might be the 89th minute. It might be the 91st minute. The result in isolation, I don't think would have had a huge impact. You know, it's they always the same. The old form. It's a crisis if you don't pick up three points. However, that particular game in isolation, it's a big result. But I think the manner in which they won it will. It was like almost like the Rangers of old, where. You know, last season they won at A canter. They they probably didn't need to win the amount. Of, well, they didn't need to win the amount of games they won. But it's that it's that whole psychological battle. You know, Rangers and Celtic nip and tuck. You know, Rangers one 0 down. All the Celtic fans watching it with ten minutes to go. All the Celtic fans sit there thinking this is it's inevitable. Rangers will score. And then when it goes the other way, Celtic one 0 down with ten minutes to go. Rangers fans are sitting, inevitable. Celtic will score. It kind of had very, that little
1: bit of a. It was kind of very Walter Smithy, wasn't it? Like, that I, it had like... that. It had that feel about it where. Although
0: Rangers weren't they playing particularly well, it wasn't pretty on the eye, you just kinda knew they were going to come out on top. And like I said, I, I think that, that psychological um and mental mentality they've got at the moment is probably um it, it's, it's probably the biggest thing that Stephen Jarrell take from it. What I will say is though, you know, there's no smoke without fire and there's too many people saying, you know, something's not quite right. Uh, the performances aren't quite there. Something's not quite sitting right. Um, but one thing I will go back to is what I said last week about Ryan Kent, who is coming in for a little bit of criticism at the moment. He never hides. He takes the ball time and again, time and again, time and again. He gets bones, he gets groans, and he eventually wins a penalty, which was a penalty. He always goes back and gets the ball. Um, And he's one of these players that, as I've said before, you get players that will go into the shell, they'll come off after 60 minutes because I know affecting the game. Either turn up at home to St Johnson, St Murn, Ross County when they're 4 5 6 0 up. Uh, I know Wilson feels that Christie maybe falls into that category at times or did. Um, but when it comes to Kent, like I said, that's why he starts every game. That's why Gerard really, I know he came off a couple of weeks ago, but really is very reluctant to take him off because he will never hide and it might take to the 90th minute, he might give the ball away to the 90th minute, but he will go and get that ball again, and he will go and try and make something happen again, and eventually, the law of averages suggests he's going to create an opportunity, and that's what happened on Saturday.
1: Wilson, Rangers picked up a victory, obviously, Rory said there, it's, it's a massive, it reminds you of the old days where kind of Snatch where the teams would go 1-0 down, and their character would win them the game, and they would bundle the course. but that was very reminiscent of the day's it? it was a big result for Rangers.
2: I like think anyone's a big result for Rangers, but you're right. It does take you back to the Walter Smith day when they had referees in their pockets as well that gave them every decision going as well. So, but that did not surprise me uh, in the slightest. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that's I think that's the old firms' mantra. Such you know they they've got a if they play Saint Johnston at home, for example, they're looking to beat them three four nothing, and then when they go away. Um, you know, when there's maybe probably not yesterday right enough, but when there's more home fans than away fans, but that probably wasn't the case yesterday at St Johnson, then they, they, it does get hard because the home teams take a buzz. I mean, I, I, I always found that when Steve Clark was at command and Rangers came calling, you know, the crowd get you know, were a wee bit partisan, there was reduced numbers of away fans, and Kelly were bouncing, the, the players were bouncing off the, the fans, you know, and I think that's what got Kelly through a few games against uh, the old firm. Steve Clark's time; um, those days are long gone, right enough. Um, but yeah, as I, I said, I mean, I, I watched I watch the highlights of and um, Yeah, I agree with Rory; it was apparently. And then Tavernier's goal is good enough to win any game. It's a piece of brilliance from, to be honest. Um, but the, the only slight thing was, I know we kind of touched on this last night, but. I think McLaughlin's challenge is a red card. I think if 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 a player makes that tackle anywhere on the park, I think they would get sent off.
1: I think and it actually it?
2: makes it worse because it's it's high, it's wild. The ball's nowhere. Um, I, I'm not going down the route. It a goal scored opportunity. I just think that's a. That, a wild that's lunch. just what I wondered. I
1: don't know. The challenge is terrible, but is it a red card if it's a goal scored
2: opportunity? Think, that's I, the rules. I, 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 I think, rules. for example, if Stephen Davis does that tackle. In the middle of the park on a St. Johnson breakaway, I think he could have easily been red yeah, carded. I think for, the
1: challenge for, for, for is.
2: I think the challenge, challenge is not. I don't yeah, think it's a gospel it. opportunity. I don't think any like that last man except it was plenty of Rangers defenders back. Um, but I, I thought it was wild. You know, I, I don't think he even looked confident coming out for it. Um, I know it's that old game. Actually, he did he see did by he his reaction, he, he, looked, he looked a bag of nerves. But as I say, a, a good a good win for Rangers that because. Obviously, I'm a big advocate of Callum Davidson and his team, so it's it's good to go here and get they're, him very, out.
1: they're very good at what they do, St. Johnson though, aren't they? Their yeah, both, their game plan is be stuffy, be effective and try and score an early goal. And hope oh, I they mastered it brilliantly. They Michael Harlan and up front, that that's probably what he what he was signed for Rangers to do. Be that yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think he did, he he's did good. it well.
2: He did yeah. it well, like it's, it worked, but and, and I, the, think, I I always think I've seen him. A couple of times, first George's again, and I actually think he's one of these guys. I think he tries a bit hard against Rangers than he does week in, week out, to be fair. I think he's maybe got a wee bit of a point to prove. Um, but I, again, from watching the half hour highlights or whatever that I did, Rangers deserve to win the game.
1: Rory, I don't know if you'll agree with me here, but I think Rangers still I've have. I've not a... agreed with you much over this weekend, Pikey. <laughs> I still think still <laughs> have no Rangers are a couple of gears to go. Like I, you've said that you don't think there's, there's not been a performance where you can go. That's Rangers for last year, but they're grinding out results. But you still have that feeling watching Rangers that they're they're playing within themselves. Would you kind of go along with that? Listen, I don't know if it's I don't know if I
0: would use the, you know the, the terminology they're playing within themselves. I think that suggests that they're choosing to be in second gear because they don't need to be in third and fourth gear. I, I, I think there's times where they need to be in third and fourth gear and they don't seem capable of doing it. Uh, whether that's just a little bit of imbalance with some new signs coming in and taking about a type of time to settle whether that's just getting uh, used to some new faces, used to how each other play. I, I just think at the moment, so whether that's a wee, wee something that's going on in the dressing room that does no set quite right, could be a number of things, and we could speculate but speculate about that all day. However, what I, you know, I, I don't think it's a case of, you know, they're running at half-cock and, and, and they, they believe that they can, they can win games doing that and they've got more gears to go up. Um, I think they've struggled at times to perform and hit the heights of last season and they're always going to be compared to last season, but um, I I, I just think something's not quite right. They've,
2: they've still got do to you... find... Go on. Sorry, Roddy, do you, not, do you not think, though, they only need to up gears against Celtic and the Europa League games? I, I was going to touch on this when, when, when it comes to analysing the, the Celtic performance Rangers and Celtic, I think, are miles ahead of the rest. Hearts and Hibs will put up a challenge, but when it comes to, you know, the end of the season, you know, Celtic is well, to be first. and second. So, how, do you know how they're going
1: to be so, harder? Like they're going to be harder games to win, and then maybe a Hibs away where you're going to get more of the. Like, I, 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 there will
2: be, but of course there will be. But I, I just I mean, think I, I, think something. You, I mean, again, no disrespect, to I me. Mean, I know we're talking about amateur football, but we, we played a team in the Scottish Cup last week that we were better than. There was no doubts about it. Um, and the, the boys drop levels. They, they drop levels to, you know, because they're, they're winning easily as such. Now, Rangers weren't winning easily yesterday, but the quality Rangers have. I, I, I didn't feel, you know, watching the game anyway. I, I know St John's went a goal up, but I don't think even Rangers felt under any pressure. I think they knew. As you say, Kent's getting on the ball, always tries things. I think Rangers knew they were going to win that game, even when they went a goal down, because they had so much of the ball. And... I don't agree with that. I think Rangers and failed only need to up gears, you know, seven eight games a season. Well, I don't know. I mean, Rangers, Rangers have went to and get beat. So you you know
0: they didn't. They've did not. You know. They, you're saying they're miles ahead. So they have played five games this season. They've won three and lost two. Rangers have played five and uh, they've already lost one. Well, over a league I season,
2: I mean, over a league season. Well,
0: the, the, like I said, Rangers have went to Tannadice and they've beat. So, you know, you could make the argument, well, you know, everyone thought when Dundee United went 1-0 up, Rangers were going to win the game and they didn't.
2: Um but I but did I think this... Rangers' performance that day against Dundee United, you thought they could be in trouble given the loss to the goal. Yesterday, they lost the goal against Johnson.
0: That. I think it's easy to say that after the event because they won. But yeah, I, I think I, I think at the time, every single Rangers fan up and down the country would be thinking this is Tannadice all over again. I really do. Especially um, when you see,
1: I I've been critical of Golds in the past couple of years. I think he can make mistakes, but you you could see yesterday's presence was missed. Well, you, you could see. I
0: possibly. I mean, O'Halloran's always gone. He Wilton touched on it. Maybe not having the same impact week to week. You look at the you know the, the game and the, the way as you're talking about you know. Rangers going to An Easter Road and maybe having more joy because they get and it's the same for O'Halloran. If O'Halloran goes to Livingston with St. Johnstone um, to play a game there, or Livingston comes to St. Johnson there's going to be no space in behind. It's going to be nothing yeah, tough. That's... It's going to be horrible. So O'Halloran is going to have a much more, a uh, much more opportunity to run at the back four of Rangers, and uh, he absolutely bullied Hollander for the goal, uh, both physically and
1: um, you know technically. It was a, it was a great goal. Great. Finish. I don't have Rangers back back four. Maybe, uh, maybe the exception of Tavernier. I don't think any of them had a good game at all. I just
0: think, um, I, well, I mean, I, I didn't see the game. Um, I listened to it in the radio and I seen the highlights. Does Tavernier get past marks because he's goal or does he get past marks because he defended? Well, I don't know. But what I would say is that I don't necessarily go along with the thinking that um, Rangers knew they were going to win that game. Um, I think there would have been a lot of worried Rangers fans when St. Johnston went 1-0 up. However, I do agree with Wilson. Rangers and Celtic finish first and second at and Of course they will. but. I, I do think there'll be a lot more points dropped from Rangers this season than than last season. That may seem like an obvious statement, given the amount of points they picked up. But I do think if Celtic, I they get their act together. I don't, I don't mean it. in you know, in, in any way, if if they can get their new signings bedded in, they can get them playing the way they they, they can play and the way Ange Postecoglou wants to play. I reckon if if they can do that, then I, I think it'll be tight this year. I really don't see. I know Wilson
1: disagrees. I really don't see Rangers running away with it. Do you think there's potential? And this is only just me kind of thinking this. The Rangers put so much into last season that this is kind of the the, rec- the kind of aftermath of that. Or the, yeah, they're not as sharp as they were because they've they've put so much into it, the effort last season to, to win the title. Do you think, think there's kind of merit to that theory? Or there's so much as you can see, so much- you can see they're not the same. They're, they're, they've not got the same intensity levels. So they're not playing the, as, they're not playing as well. There's, Mentality and psycho- like psychological, actually, hum- It's so underplayed in
0: sport. It's a huge part of it. I, I don't think it's the effort levels and they're drained and they're. T- I don't think it's anything like that. What I think is, it's the, it, 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 There was so much on the line last year. You could argue there's not as much on the line yeah. domestically That's this year. I was
1: getting
0: at, yeah. And it's a psychological thing. I think. Um, I, I don't think it's a case of being tired or, um, anything like that. I do think as the season picks up momentum and fix, and then, you know, maybe Celtic pick up a win at Parkhead in an old form, or, you know, Rangers drop a few more points, they galvanise their squad and they want to try and do better, etc. And as the season goes on, um, that will change, I do believe, but I do think that Rangers will drop a good few points this season. Uh, Hibs look good, Hearts look good, Celtic look good, um, and flashes and things, and I do I do think that it'll um, be pretty close, and I don't see Rangers being anywhere near
1: as comfortable week in, week out this season as they were last season. We'll move on to Celtic. They picked up a 3-0 win against Ross County at home. Carter Vickers with a debut goal now being a Yeti with a double. Wilson, before we talk on the game, obviously Friday we heard the news that Don Mackay is no longer the, the chief executive. It was a bit of a bombshell. Obviously, we've heard it's personal issues I and mean, if that's the case, then we wish Don Mackay and his family all the very best, but Stuff coming out in the past couple of days suggests there might be more to this than maybe a disagreement with with Dermot Desmond, maybe a, a lack of ambition for the club. We don't know, but does this as does this present a setback in the kind of the, the rebuild that we were talking about? Obviously, the past couple of months we've not been talking about the boardroom as much because Ange has been and he's brought brought in his own players and things like that. They've been trying to get a a new kind of look in the team. What do you think this kind of Mackay thing represents?
2: Get, there's there's so many ways. There's actually a couple of things I've actually been sent, you know, in the last kind of five or six hours that I should have actually read over in pre- preparation for the show, but I've just been a bit busy. Um, I think I think you can be cynical and look at it in terms of was Dominic Mackay doing as he was told? You know, did he have the same kind of free reign that Peter Law seemed to have? Does Peter Law still have an input? does Dermot Desmond actually have a clue what's going on? Um, Is there somebody feeding back? Is there backstabbing going on, knowing that his replacement's already there? As I said, I think there's a a, a lot going on that we'll probably never know. Um, But surely at the start, you know, when it was the whole shambolic nature of appointing a manager for a club the size of Celtic, if Dominic Mackay is to be in and part of the rebuild as such, then it's definitely strange going on. Now, I hope it's not personal matters. It's something my family member, I, I hope that's not the case. Um, I would rather somebody come out and went, you know, and I'm hoping I'll get done for slander here, that like, Dominic is not competent, so he's been relieved of his duties. I'd like Dominic Mackay to come out and say, I've left my job because Celtic didn't match my ambition or uh, broke promises that were, you know, made to me. I, I would and I, I would rather that, and I'm quite sure Celtic supporters would rather that rather than the whole cloak and dagger thing. Now, again, they've brought in somebody. Is it something else to blame if the season doesn't go what they want it to be? Or, 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 you know, train wreckage, you know, appointing a manager now back to more train wreckage in in, in the boardroom? As I say, I would rather just somebody come out, whether it be Celtic or Mackay or Bostacoglu, and just said, this is what happened. It doesn't work. We're now seeking a new chief executive. You know, mate, mate, let let let's be honest with the fans. Celt- Celtic as a club have treated their f- fans deplorably um, towards the end of last season uh, and at the start of this season. Um, again, they've still given you know the new manager money to spend, and it's you know we have a few months yet before we see that as value for money. Um, but as I say, it's it again, it's it's the cloak and dagger stuff about it. I know maybe there's a legal process and folk can't come out and say actually what happened, but. I think I think it's another kick in the teeth, and um, because now who's who's controlling the post things? Who's who's post the call going to to see? I want X Y and Z for January or whatever. You know, it, it just it just stinks a wee bit for me. That's the thing with these type of things. So you hear so many things, and you don't know what you don't know who to believe. But do you, Rory, do you think this
1: potentially could be a a setback for Celtic in the the rebuild to try to because obviously last year when you Kind of the, the, the wheels fell off the train. That's it's been well documented and things like that. But it looked to be a new it looked to be a new start. It looked to be Mackay was coming in for a new background, new ideas, and it. I I, I would not this one in the bud
0: at the moment. Just based on the shortness of the statement and the yeah. sensitive kind of nature of the statement they put out, I don't think speculation at this stage, in my opinion, is 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 the route to go down. I think Celtic probably will announce a little bit more as time goes on, but. I, the nature of the statement—it was very short. It was very sweet. The guy's just in the door. Um, he's walked after three months for what they're saying is personal reasons. So, uh, yeah, I would—if uh, it was me personally—I would probably tread a little bit carefully in terms of speculation or this or that, because we don't know what's going on. And as Wilson's quite rightly said, if—if if, or yourself—if um, you know if it is for personal reasons, then we hope everyone, everyone's okay, and we wish them all the best.
1: Yeah, definitely. But we'll talk about the the performance on the part. Celtic three 0 one. Wilson, debut for the likes of Carter Vickers, uh Yota looked really good in his debut. Albin Ayeti getting two goals as well. How big a boost of confidence will that be? And what were your kind of thoughts on overall performance?
2: Confidence booster for him, you know. He, he also missed a couple of probably easier chances um during the game. And I just think that guy's confidence will be shattered. and um, it'll take him a while to, to to get back to the form that maybe why maybe shows why Celtic spent a few few quid on them but as I say I, I'm, I'm at the stage where Celtic should be beating Ross County at, at home final I do fear for Ross County I think they're really really poor to be fair um, but Celt- Celtic the squad they've got I uh, missed a few chances um, Jota come in and oh my goodness does he even touch the ball with his left foot no just everything was on his right foot cutting inside all the time um, McGregor and Turnbull looked as steady as they are Joe Harris made a really good save at 1-0 but I think in lesson I went at home against Ross County. You know, that that's where Celtic are. I think they need these building blocks to start. Whereas because as Rory's pointed out many a time, that's where Celtic struggled last year, was to beat St. Merns and Dundees, etc. Dundee United sorry at home. Um so the performance-wise was good, comfortable enough. the end, I know that uh, the second and third goals were kind of later on in the game, but they, they looked very, very comfortable. Um and as I say, with I think the highlight for me was that Kyogo looked as if he was missed yesterday. I don't think there was enough, you know, I don't think like Abada and Jota, you know, had the balls to play, you know, in behind, etc. And didn't seem a lot of movement from Jeti either. It looked as if you know, the shots coming from McGregor and turned about the edge of the box rather than, you know, getting in the box. So I think Kyogo might be a big miss for Celtic over the next five or six games, or whatever it is he's going to miss.
1: Rory, there's no doubt Celtic are going in the right direction. They're, they're scoring goals. What what impresses me about Celtic is that you would think maybe nil now at half time last season they, that that would have been a struggle, but they they get the goal obviously through Carter back because it's a lucky goal. It's obviously takes a deflection, but there there is that intensity to go and get to go and push and push and get the goals. That that's what impressed me about that Celtic team. They're showing more you kind know, of personality to go and get more goals, and that's possibly a, a really good thing going you know, into this stage of the season?
0: Hmm. I, I'm i not sure. I, you know, Wilson uses the word comfortable. I think up until they scored, I, th- I think a, a centre-back shooting for 35 yards kind of sums up where they were at in the game at that point. Um, they were struggling to, um, to put the ball in the net. Ross County looked kind of half-dangerous on the counter as well. Um, and the goal that they score was incredibly lucky. No. And of course, at Parkhead, when they go one up, there's a chance they might score two, three, four, five. It's getting that first, which is the right. most difficult thing to do against these teams, and it would have been very interesting to see how the game played out had they not. You know, somebody somebody described it as it wasn't a slice of luck they took or a slice look, they took the whole cake uh, in terms of how lucky that goal was. So again, for me, up until that point, they, they weren't comfortable, and it's it's again it's interesting. Everyone's talking about the, the save that Joe Hart makes. That that boy's got to score that. It's a sitter, an absolute sitter. He must score that. Um, still a save.
2: Still saves it. He still <laughs> saves it. He still saves it. Seldon had about 94% possession until Vickers score. My, my, <laughs> my point is,
0: well, you know, you're a big advocate of stats mean nothing. So, interesting point. But um, and my point is that Joe Hart, um, if, if Scott Bate, and the argument will be well, they wouldn't have made that save, there's a big focus on Joe Hart for having saved that. Had it been Scott Bark, whatever else, the focus is on the striker. Uh, Joe Hart makes the save. Of course, he makes the save. But for me, he's got to score. He's got to make that one each. On Albina Yeti, you know, Postacoglu comes across as very, very honest. Really good guy. He came out before the game and said that, you know, he'd earned his start. He'd been training well and this and that. It looks make a no lot mistake.
1: lighter. It looks a lot lighter.
0: Make, make no mistake about it, though. You, you know, Celtic has been 6-11 in games recently and he's not even, no even got a kick. He's not come on the pitch. He was in out of necessity, but he's managed to take his chance and score two goals. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets more of a game for there. But. Aye, Celtic were the better team. They were comfortable in the in the game. But when it gets to 60, 70 minutes and you've no scored, then it's nil nil, you know, everyone's been at Parkhead and I've oh, done what it's definitely, like. Definitely, yeah. Um and I uh, you know, Celtic are gonna have 70, 80, 90 percent of the possession. That's how the game's always gonna play out. Ross County would have set up for that to be the case. But I think I, I think it nil nil. It would have been inter- just interesting to see if that would nil nil another five, ten minutes, if they would have managed to get the breakthrough. Um but aye, we'll, we'll see how it goes but Celtic have been impressive you're right they are going in the right direction and uh, it doesn't matter how you win they've, they've won the game they've won it 3-0 um, and it's a game last year they, they might not have won so uh, as I've always said I think it'll be close close this season in terms of the league title
1: What I thought yesterday as well obviously the Carter Vickers coming straight and Juranovic replaces uh, Ralston at right back but that looks to me like Celtic's starting back four like it Greg Taylor, I would still have a wee bit of reservation about, and I, I heard, I saw a wee bit of criticism coming his way. But it does look as if it's a more settled team, Wilson. It does look as if they're beginning to get the best eleven. Obviously, Fura didn't play with the magic ball of the main striker.
2: But... And it'll be interesting when Julian's fit as well. Um, well he, he 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 quite fits into it as well. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's nice, but uh, again. Uh, <laughs> It's one of these things I always look at. I look at it from my kids' point of view with, with the Celtic players. I don't think there's any superstars there. There's no one that I'd be running into the Celtic shops, you know, can kind I of get him and name a number on the back of my shirt if I was a kid, you know. I think the kind of jigsaws, I think all the pieces are there. I just don't know if that if this season is, is is going to, you know, fit all the pieces together and, and make them serious challenges. I, say, I think, yes, I think it will possibly be closer um, than it was last year. But I still don't think it'll be close, if that makes sense. I, th- I think there'll be, you know, 10 points in it anyway.
1: I know how big a fan you are of Callum McGregor. and this is a, Do you think we could see a wee thing of McGregor moving further forward when McCarthy gets fully fat and McCarthy slots in at the, the holding role? Because it, I think he ob- he's obviously been signed to start.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. But I just, I, I said at the time, you know, to give, to give a guy who's been injured for two years over, three at or whatever it was, a four-year deal was absolutely bonkers. And maybe that's why Donald Mackay's been sacked, handing out three- and four-year contracts, you know, to guys. Um, because I, I think it was a massive gambler like came on yesterday. Um, but sometimes I actually felt previously, and I know Celtic were pretty dominant at the time, but sometimes when Scott Brown was missing, Carl McGregor played that role very well. Um, they kind of holding all that sitting role because good range of passing etc and obviously great fitness levels um, McCarthy I'm yet to be convinced I mean he was outstanding for a spell at Everton I'm not doubting the guy's ability but as I say my, my biggest concern is his injury record but, you know getting in there to play that role with possibly McGregor and obviously I think Postecoglou Koglu fancies Rogic a wee bit more than mm-hmm. previous managers um, is that going to be the three and does that three you know, does that worry Davis, Kamara, you know, Arfield, Jack, etc? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Um, What was I going to say? The point on... My mind's just going totally blank there. McCarthy, sorry. You talked about having a four-year deal and things. I think that was was just, you know, Joe Hart having a three-year deal. I think that it's a sign of a Celtic we're at, though.
1: Mismanaged yeah, just, get, uh, just get players in the door. That,
0: that, that wasn't a... Was no, 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 no. Absolutely not. If they wanted to just get players in the door, they would have been given out one-in-two-year contracts to players who weren't good enough. They Can I say Shankers? Aye, exactly. So, um, but you do, know, you know, know, they, do you think they wanted these players and there? That was the? No, they wanted these players, and these players have went, well, if you want me, you're going to need me to get for yeah, your right. deal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I so, think their reputation went before their actual ability. But Celtic
0: were in a good position. Had they won the 10 or had they been more competitive, had they been in a better place, I it don't may think not think so James
2: McCarthy be playing for Celtic if Celtic won the 10. Absolutely not. Um, or, or, or they may be, but
0: they would be playing with them on a two year contract, not a four year contract. Yeah,
2: yeah, or I a three year
0: contract. So, and just to clear up, we don't know if Mackay was sacked nah, I was going to say um, that, or yeah. whether he resigned or, you know, what, what's went on there, but the The, the statement says he, he resigned, so we can only assume that. But I, I do think that um, Celtic the mismanagement of the club for such a long period of time has led to older pros who are established, um, you know, to, to not to pacify the fans because, you know, they, they're going to sign these players if they could anyway, but the, the length of contract they're giving them, as I touched on in the show before, it's an agent's dream if Celtic was to approach you three, four weeks ago as a player because if they're desperate to get you through the door, you could almost hold them to ransom because they don't want to go, go out and sign a, an unknown quantity in, in Barkas or an unknown quantity in a, a holding midfield player. Um, they, they want to get established people through the door, or the fans will be they'll be happy because of the the mismanagement of the club. So, like I said, the agents
1: uh, for these players would be rubbing their hands together when Celtic knocked on the door. But you're saying there about like you need to pay, you need to get these these established players players in. These are Premier League players, and you're going to need to play pay Premier League money wages wise to get them in. The are not bringing in James McCarthy and Premier League money. To sit on the bench he must
0: be there to be a starter Aye aye absolutely the, the, my point is about the length of contract I think James McCarthy at this point in his career given the injuries he's had as Wilson said would have jumped to Celtic on a two year oh. deal not a problem however yeah. given the mismanagement of the club Celtic went and pinpointed James McCarthy as a potential signing and wanted to sign him James McCarthy now has leverage to, to turn around and his agent has leverage to turn around and go well if you want me I want a four-year contract, and they're in a position where they're, they're scouring the country. They're scouring other parts. We don't know who they've got their eye on. They might see a potential good player in mainland Europe and going, "Well, we've took a punt four or five times now, and we've wasted five million a year. We've wasted five million on Barkas. We've wasted you know close to twenty million over the course of the last two or three seasons. Yeah. We need to get somebody through the door who's going to produce the goods. And that player has leverage to go.
1: Well, I want a four-year contract. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that's the case as well. That's... But we'll move on to Dundee versus Livingston. An interesting game here. Nothing H. Oh. Wilson. Are you keen to talk about this game?
2: absolutely not. Both <laughs> teams terrible. Um, shouldn't even go at the 30 seconds that it got on sports scene. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I, it was interesting. I, I, I would like to have seen um, Lee Griffiths. You know, see see how he is and see if he would go off the mark, etc. But even by all accounts, listening to snippets on the radio and the highlights, uh, it doesn't look up too much for a Premier League match. To be honest, so less said about that game, the better.
1: Rory, yeah, and you want to add
2: to Dean Livingston? I just one wee I think
0: by all manner means, from what I heard, Dund- Dundee were the better side. I watched the watched the highlights, and um, Wilson uh, Wilson uh, Griffiths got himself into a couple of good positions. <laughs> um, and um, oh, God, actually, it's too mixed up, please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um and was actually pretty unlucky a couple of times. Um and you know Dundee played some good stuff, I think, and have played some good stuff. But my fear for them is that I go back to Neil McCann's tenure, um, just no long after I left the club. They were actually really, really good that year, but they couldn't stick the ball in the net. Yeah. Um with that though, surely. well, you would like to think so, but that's that's what they need to avoid this year, is is playing really, really well and getting a getting a name for been you know, playing quite expansive football etc etc but coming away with one point every week because it's not going to be enough come the business end of the season so that would be my only fear for Dundee because I've heard that, I heard against Motherwell as well they get beat 1-0 I heard they with the better team I heard they were the better team against Livy they've got one point so it's not good being the better team all the time if you're not picking up points but I do believe Dundee will be fine this year I think they've got enough What
1: well, about Livingston? Obviously two goals so far one point bottom of the league I know it's really early in the season but is there potential to be worried for Livingston Rory?
0: Well, to quote David Martindale, I I guarantee you we will not get relegated this season. Is what he said two weeks ago.
2: <laughs> oh, he said that. in
0: oh, an, 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 an interview. Is in the he the maybe interview.
2: expecting? Is he maybe expecting Rangers to go bust again, and then there's no relegation? Somebody comes up or something. Is that maybe he's getting it I don't know, but that's that's yeah, famous, famous last words. To it is. I mean, you think somebody policy. said that on this show about commandment with Daryl Mega? I <laughs> <laughs> think somebody ridiculous. going on yeah, that's terrible.
0: They've got some good players. Pikey, uh, they've got, you know, Sybil, Shinne, Holt, they've got some... They've got, they've got the players players who are uh, good enough to keep them up. It's just whether they can, you know, again, you go back to... It's that mentality of if, if you lose a few games or you don't get off to a good start, you just can't seem to get that win. Mm-hmm. Even against Aberdeen, they were good for a point before Stryek, who was the best player on the pitch at Dent's Park yesterday, um, gets...
1: Uh, throws one in the net, so... You do worry a little bit for Livingston, but David Markdale certainly doesn't. It doesn't get any easier next Saturday. Uh, Sunday. sorry. Celtic at home. So it's. Livingston have got a great record against Celtic. I know. Spaghetti
2: had, so that'll be a score draw, I think. Like... What did you call it? Spaghetti had. Spaghetti had. It's because the Tony Macaroni, it's the spaghetti hat.
1: That's tremendous. <laughs> we'll move into Motherwell 2, Aberdeen 0. Kevin Van Veen scored and Ajala scored for Motherwell 2-0. Big result for them. It moves them up to fourth in the league. Rory, Kevin Van Veen looks a real find. He was very, very good yesterday.
0: Yeah, he was. And he was very good the first game of the season as well against Hibs. Uh, I watched that game when they played it for Park and he, ah, he looks like a solid signing. Um, he looks aggressive in the air. Uh, picks up good positions. Penalty box striker. Interesting these guys that come up from the likes of Scunthorps and things who kind of float around those leagues. Some come up and tear the league apart. And then you get other others who um, come up and kind of kick the back door. So uh, he he certainly looks like a find. He looks like a good focal point. Gets them up the pitch. Almost Michael Higdon-esque from his time. That's what I mean. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how that one develops. But uh, he certainly looks a good player
1: for them. Wilson, big result for Murdoch.
2: Yes, I. Um, what I didn't do with the highlights was uh, the, the kind of goings on between Scott Brown and Tony Watt. They seem to be having um, a wee pop each other. Uh, I think that was you friendly, think. Wilson. I think it was friendly, or I think it was a little bit more to it. I, I, I think it was friendly until Motherwell went ahead, and then I think Scott Brown took a wee bit. And then I, I didn't see it on the highlights, but I saw um, a picture in the paper today of uh, Tony Watt was patting Scott Brown in the head um, as lovely. well, which I thought was good. Uh, so. I a good a good result for Motherwell, As I say it, didn't fancy something at the start of the season either. Um, the big boy up front looked good, but I, st- I still can't see Motherwell being a top six team. But I, I can't I can't see that for a life I me. Mean, if Aberdeen are not a top six team, then there'll be questions asked because um, they've, they've got some really really good players as well. Um, but again, they just kind of fell flat yesterday. Aberdeen, I didn't think they really troubled um, Motherwell at all in any stage and. As I say, oh, now I'm probably looking out for it. You know, but you're, I'm watching Scott Brown and again. He he looks now maybe two yards off the pace. I feel we like get caught a couple of times. He's great when he's involved in the action, but kind of away from the action, he he, he he still looks a bit leggy. Um, but as I as I say, you know, I think I think Rory, you put a few stats on yesterday about Aberdeen, you know, beating in the cup out of Europe already, you know. I think a couple of is it home draws they've had as well, and a league defeat to Mollyville. <laughs> it's, not, it's not been the best start from Stephen Glass and his kind of new look coaching team. So, well, I think worrying times at Aberdeen as well.
1: Rory,
2: what's your
0: thoughts on Aberdeen? I, I second kind of what Wilson says just the, the, the rundown of their games this season. But, like I said about the League Cup, I, I just don't understand why they fielded a second string team. You know, Aberdeen board and Manager and the coaching staff sit down at the start of the season. You can't kind of tell me the Scottish Cup and the League Cup aren't a priority for Aberdeen. Then, you know, they, they play Ross County at home two weeks after it, but they decide, you know, in a league game which, if they drop some points, isn't they going to define their season. It, will people still be talking about that League Cup defeat to Raith Rovers come May if they've not had a good season? Aye, they will. Yeah. So for me, that was a pivotal fixture and I just couldn't understand the thinking there. Also, I think Steven Glass comes across a little bit like the kind of modern day manager at times. He he sounds good after a game and he, he always convinc- almost convinces you that you know as to why they lost and why things happened. But uh, they need to start picking up some points.
1: We'll move into another now now draw. Wilson well, St. Marin now and Day United. Now we'll give us your honest opinion in that game.
2: Uh Snooze Fest, uh, St. Will be really poor. I expected with our signs he'd maybe be okay this year, but Obviously,
1: not both teams very poor. Move on, <laughs> Rory. Ethan to Addison, United. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I backed some of them for top six. I, I, I still
0: think they might come good. Um, I think they have potential there We main and Brophy. Um, I don't know, maybe Wilson can give us a little bit more insight as to why Brophy seemed to be so good for a spell. He looked good yesterday, you know, to be fair. I thought he was away, away from the well, I only seen the highlights to be fair, and I seen him, you know, it was a good finish, but it was rolled out. But, I know it was a Steve Clark effect, but surely we can't kind of put that down to everybody who performed well at that particular point with Kamalik. But Brophy seemed to have a purple patch at Kamalik and everyone was raving about him. got the, the old Scotland call-up and everyone, when he went to St. Martin, said he was going to be, you know, great and they'd poached him off Kamalik and it was a good bit of business. Hasn't really worked out to this point. Um, you know, he's known for his goal scoring, but he, he's not scoring many goals. So I'm a little bit disappointed in St. Martin so far. I'm hoping they can pick it up. And like I said, I backed him for, for top six and probably
1: would have expected a little bit more out of Brophy, to be honest. Wilson, yeah, push your
2: Bro- kind of thoughts on him and Brophy start. I Bro- Brophy was really good at command and you're right about a purple patch. But I actually think, um, you know, he, he just loved to shoot. You know, any chance he got, whether it was you know angles in the box or whatever, he always took the chance to shoot. He was always very confident in his own ability, and I think that's maybe where he's again one of these players. Sometimes you just fit and you settle into a club, and you and you do well. There was obviously stuff going behind the scenes at command but I kind of got the impression. You know, Aiming Brophy thought he was better than what he actually was because he had that wee purple patch. A few boys that had at that's since left after the, the Steve Clark era. Um And he's I know he went to St. Murdon, he got injured and he was out for a bit. Um, but there, there is a player in there. There is a player, and I think, to be fair, on a Colmarnock-St. I think that's his level. Um, Do you think that just comes down
0: to Steve Clark being a bit of a cut above managerial-wise, knowing people's qualities, how to get the best out of them? And that's why so many players who you would consider, average is probably harsh, but, you know, middle of the road, Premier League, Scottish players, uh, Scottish Premier League players kind of prospered at that time.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a a very valid point. And as you say, and and you've been in this situation already, see see when, you know, everyone likes a manager and everything's going well and there's maybe three or two, three thousand more punters (laughs) coming through the door you know you're no going out to defend for 90 minutes against a Celtic Rangers. are going out there to have a pop at them and try and get some good results. And, you know, and winning's everything. You know, winning's absolutely everything. And, and when you're, you know, in a good team and quite easily, Komala. I know that they had the money, but Steve Clark went out and got a few players that would have wanted to come to Komala at that time. So all those players had to up their game to make sure they remained in the team. And as I say, when Brophy was part of that. He was a goal scorer. Um, He hit the penalties as well when he played. He was a bit of a kind of fan's favourite with the kids as well because he was nicknamed the Wolf and all that. And I think he was perfectly suited. And I know you all laugh, but it was a wee bit like Greg Stewart. Greg Stewart's best football he's probably ever played in his career was at Kilmarnock. He was absolutely outstanding at Kilmarnock. And then he, I know you're not going to knock back the money, probably go to Aberdeen and Rangers, but has he ever played a consistent run of games? Has he ever kind of reached the Dizzy Heights? When he was, it was playing a, a, a semi-successful Kamalik team, you know, and, and the same broken maybe falls of the same category. Uh, uh,
0: no, he was good. He, he was good for Dundee as well. Stuart, um, Greg Shot very good uh, as well, but similar <laughs> similar level to Kamalik and, and produced kind of the, the same goods. Now, there, I was just interested because Max Powers another one. No, Max Power, um
2: Alan
0: Powers. Alan Powers another one who seen a couple of things, smiling. I watched him for Kamalik in the playoffs against Dundee last year. Just looks a different player for Steve Clark's team. Yeah, but
2: as you say, I mean, no disrespect to Jim Goodwin or whatever, or Alex, any of these guys, but when Steve Clarkson managed it, you're expecting him to be just maybe up there, kind of in between that proper elite managers and top managers category. But I think Kamara was right on the crest of a wave. I think everyone performed well. You know, if you look, you know, Stephen O'Donnell, I think was meant to, no I disrespect to Motherwell, I think Stephen O'Donnell was meant to be in a better move. Daniel Backman's went to play in the Premiership. And, and playing the Euros, you know Stuart Finley's went off to the MLS. Greg Taylor went to Celtic. You know all, all the all these guys from that season have possibly could argue on any bigger and better things. No Jones as well. He went to Jobs Jones got a move to Rangers. Greg Stewart I think went to Rangers via Aberdeen. Um Brophy, kind of. I thought guess. it would go, but I thought it would go bigger than some. Yeah,
1: I kind of the or something. Like, that. <laughs> like but.
2: Um, and as I, as I, as I say it was that, but again that was as I say it was just riding the crest of a wave there at the success and yeah maybe having a kind of elite level manager at the time yeah, helped. We'll move well, on. Uh, Dundee United look
0: by the way sorry just to touch on them kind of missed them out. I think um, they're picking along quite nicely. Um, I think they'll improve this season. I don't know if they'll quite reach top six, but um, he, he, Tam Coates is another one. he comes across a little bit like Stephen Glass, but they seem to be getting better results on the pitch um, for what they're expected to do. So they're ticking along quite nicely.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I did worry about what for the United, especially losing Shankland and a new coach, things like that. But yeah, I think they've started better than I thought they would, but we'll see if it continues. We'll move into the final game of the weekend was the Edinburgh Derby. Rory, it finished 0-0 between Harris and but There was little between both teams. It was a very entertaining game, I thought. It was.
0: Um, I enjoyed watching the game, actually. Uh, unlike the old firm, where I thought... You know, comparing the two derbies, where I thought there was a lack of quality in the final third. I don't think there was a lack of quality in the final third today. I just think the goalkeepers performed really, really well. Um I think it was a good advert for the game. Um up here, it was a big crowd, good atmosphere, good build-up. Um almost had like an English Premier League feel about it. The, the build-up, the the crowd, the noise, just everything. Um and I, I thought the quality was good. I thought in the first half it was a bit frantic, first twenty 30 minutes, a lot of uh, long diagonal balls kind of running out the pitch and things but as the game settled down it, it became a really good contest uh, it's just a shame from a, a neutral perspective that we didn't get more goals I thought there would have been goals in that game but uh, I think on an day there could have been they just come up against two really good goalkeepers
1: yeah definitely
2: well, so what was your thoughts on the done uh, well I only listened to um, I was on the golf course this morning um, for a long time let me tell you I um, <laughs> only listened maybe the last 20 minutes and going by what, what the, the commentators in the BBC were saying, it was a tailor of two goalkeepers, which, you know, I didn't know much about the Hibs goalkeeper, but Craig Gold that doesn't really surprise me. I, as I said before, I think he's excellent. And it's some start from Hearts. You know, I think that's... It's, Hearts played, you know, Celtic, Aberdeen, um, Hibs, you know, in the, in the first kind of few games, which is yeah. a big game. So, and I, and I know, you know, I, I was kind of tipping Robbie Nielsen um, probably to be the first in the sack race this year and um, he's had a great start and all will to him and you know is that a shrewd sign and you know Barry Mackay coming in um, I know he had a kind of decent career at Rangers and then got a move to, to Swansea bringing him back is you know is that we have, although I was surprised that Harley didn't play today I thought that would be a perfect game for Andy Hal. you know kind of because he's robust and energetic and that so team selection was quite strange but I say I think probably both managers will be happy with a point going on they kind of and um, the, the bits and bobs that I've
1: saw
0: yeah, I Macy's was... save Macy's save for Gary mcie Stevens. outstanding yeah, it's outstanding it's, it's right
1: unbelievably
2: it. good well I'll be tuning to Stevie Thompson once we're, once we're finished on the show yeah. it it's one of those
0: ones where I always think goalkeepers suffer for replays in real time you know a nice aye, finish aye. or whatever looks really good on a replay but when you slow everything down for a goalie you think you could have saved it but in, in real time that that Macy save from, um, from Gary McIe-Steven
1: was outstanding yeah, I thought it was a real entertaining game. Both sides were were very even. I thought that... I was a bit surprised... Not not surprised, but you are saying there about the the quality in the final third. I thought Nisbet was a bit of a poor game. I thought there was a few chances he should have scored, Gory. It was. One thing I do notice about Nisbet, and I wouldn't disagree with you about that, by the way, I think
0: yeah, there's times he could have done better. He's very unselfish. He makes a lot of unselfish runs, and there's opportunities in the game. For example, he cuts one back to Kyle McGinnis. He's, he's more than one of his rights to shoot. Um, and he does a lot of unselfish work, so it's one of those ones where you know you, you look at uh, uh, Kevin Nisbet. He still contributes to the team when yeah. maybe he's when he, maybe he's not you know he's all firing best scoring goals, assists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're still getting a shift out of him. He's still putting players under pressure. He's still making runs for others. He's still creating space for Boyle. I think that gets missed a lot of the time. Boyle had a lot of space, and that comes from Kevin Nisbet knowing where to go and knowing where to move and dragging people out of position. Um and, and Boyle looked quite dangerous at times and I think that Nisbet played a part in that but in front of goal and that final wee bit I would agree with you that it, it, was, it was probably fell below his normal standards today
1: We'll move into the action in the championship we'll go through the results quickly Arbroath 4 Hamilton 0 Air 3 Dunfermline 1 Inverness 3 Partick 1 Kilmarnock 1 Morton 0 and Wraith 0 Queen of the South 1 Rory Wraith 0 Queen of the South 1 you were at the game tell us a bit about it
0: uh, it was a lively enough start. It was it was quite end-to-end. End. Queens scored after ten minutes. Um, but after that it was it was a little bit drab. Queens clapped the bar after about maybe 20 minutes from a corner. Queens probably should have doubled the lead at some point in the half. Wraith started with a, a kind of four-one four-one. They sacrificed a sitting midfielder at half time, brought on um brought on a second striker and went four four two, but huffed and puffed, but I genuinely feel, and I've watched Rate a few times this season. They've been they've been excellent, play really good football. I like John McGlynn, His teams often do that, but um, they didn't really show much of their identity yesterday. They were they were really quite poor. And um, one player that stood out to me was was Harry Cochran. I thought, you know, young boy, young boy breaks through Hearts at, heart at what, 17, 16 possibly even. Um, and I've I've not been there breaking through that young, but he, he had a couple of loan spells, and I've been there where. You go on loan to the, the league below and, you know, there's almost that expectation. You come for a Rangers, a Celtic, a Hearts, a Hibs. Everyone's looking at you to kind of... And maybe getting those shackles off and going and getting a permanent move to a Queen of the South, will, he'll maybe kind of come into his own. But he was he was magnificent yesterday, really was, um, in breaking up the play and, and grinding out that 1-0 win. Zanata showed flashes for Racing race in the first half of real Premier League quality. But, you know, the, the young boy at 17 on loan from Motherwell, Max Johnson, played up against him in the first half, was booked right on the cusp of time. Alan Johnson then moved him to the left back the second half and Wally Gibson to the right back at thirty-seven. And Zanata was never to be seen again. That little bit of experience managed to just take him out of the game. And maybe that's why managers are looking at Zanata going, maybe not just now, maybe needs to do a little bit more. So I think over the piece, you know, hard fought away win. One nil was probably a bit right. If it was one each, would you have argued probably not? But you know, Queens probably in the end just did enough. Well, so
1: what was your result of the weekend in the championship?
2: Well, obviously, Comarnock. Um, we're in a slog at home to Morton, but again, I, th- I think the result of the weekend, and I hope the Comarnock fans forgive me for this, I think it's here. Yeah. Um, I think the Ferman have struggled, to be fair, but it always kind of irritates me a wee bit, you know, that as soon as the manager leaves or resigns, then here all of a sudden find a, find a win and a performance from somewhere. Um, so I've spoken with this in the show before, I think it was Scotty McLaughlin that shot way down in flames that I think sometimes players go out and if they don't like their manager, they don't particularly try as hard as they possibly could. Um, and then the manager leaves and all of a sudden they become, you know, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. So I think his result, you know, after David Hopkin leaving this week, don't think it was a surprise result because then Fairman have struggled, but um, that that, that for me, um, I smell a rat there.
1: Put it way. Rory, we've got to mention a bros magnificent 4-0 win over Hamilton. they had a great start to the season, but that is some result to beat Hamilton, who've obviously just come down 4-0 at home. Aye, absolutely. I'm to steal Wilson's expression from earlier. They are very much riding the crest of a wave.
0: And the boy in Joel Newbley up front, from, on loan from Livingston, he looks different. Different gravy. He's, he's really, really good. Uh, they've got Nicky Lowe there as well. Um, he scored, then. scored scored at the weekend awesome. he's,
1: he's,
0: a, he's a rat in midfield he wins the ball back so well but the quality he's got with the left foot is is, is second to none he's, he's really really good great quality with that left peg um, the way Dick Campbell sets up he gets that five across the midfield and like I said if you're going to set up 4-5-1 you need your striker to be um, mobile you need him to be able to hold the ball up and you need him to have quality to bring others into the game and Joel Nubly fits that bill to a tee um, be very interesting tell you see if he can I think he'll do well between now and January um, and I think a big part of their season will be, I don't say early doors to say this, but it'll be see if they can hang on to him in January. But I certainly feel if Livingston find themselves where they are at the moment come January, they'll be very quick to get him back in, in the door at the spaghetti head.
1: <laughs> Wilson, we love that Campbell on this show and you've, we've got to say we're, we're happy with the start he's made. He's done really well so far.
2: Yes, I, I, think, you know, I, I think the latter of the season goes on. I think that's where our growth tend to struggle. Um, towards the kind of latter stage of the season, but you know, get the points round the board just now, um, and, and see where you go. And Dick's a lovely guy; um, he's been he was great on the show with yeah, us, he's um, and he's he's career on Scottish football speaks for itself. So good luck to him. Yeah, he was dancing on the pitch at East End Park a couple of weeks ago when they beat them for now. Class. I, 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 I saw him run on the pitch at Somerset one day. Was he dancing? Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. They can find the ref. <laughs>
1: We'll move into League One, just run through the results. Alava 2, Fall Cup 0, Cove Rangers 1, Montrose 1, the Barton 5, East 5 now. Peterhead 3, Clyde 2 and Queen's Park now. Airdrie now. Rory, what was your result of the weekend in League One? Yeah, I'd probably go with Alava, to be honest. They've had a bit of an indifferent
0: start to the season. Um, Barry Ferguson, Hank, going in there, surprised a few. Yeah. But Fall flying high, doing really well. Um, it's that old adage, isn't it? The kind of oh, they're full time, they're part time. There's that bit of pressure, but I think that was a big win for Barry Ferguson. Um, kind of a statement in terms of you know being able to beat a Falkirk, which then now on the back of that, can they go and beat you know others around them and build a build a bit of momentum? So I would say from getting into the game, momentum wise, you know everything was pointing towards a Falkirk win, but um,
1: the Wasps managed to get it over the line. Yeah, it's so a wee boost as well. Obviously, coven Queens Park, obviously not winning as well. That's it does give them a bit more of a you kind of closing the gap bit bit. themselves. Aye, definitely. Right. I've got to go with them, five nil against East Fife. End of the show, Stevie Farrells. I think that was the first one of the season, but that's some way to get you golf to one. Was hang.
0: it? No, they beat Montrose the other
1: week. Remember? Did I? Aye, well, you're putting me wrong there again. Aye, five and about five nil. Last <laughs> some result to to beat East Fife, obviously at, at home. Wilson, what was your result of the weekend in League One?
2: Uh, Possibly Airdrie's result I think Queen's Park are one of the favourites To win that league So I think Airdrie got a point there Um, Looks a decent result Um, Mintrose Cove is a draw Is is, is that a surprise result? Possibly not Um, What isn't a surprise Is David Goodwillis scoring for Clyde (laughs) It's not a surprise Again I'll, I'll go with Airdrie's draw at Queen's Park League Two, we saw Albion two, Cowdenbeath
1: one, Annan one, Muir two, Celtic Hearts one, Elgin one, Stirling one, Forfar now, Ram now, Edinburgh City one. Wilson, what was your result in League Two?
2: Um, well, obviously, because um, I always mention Chrissy Johnson um, on the show, uh, I always look out for his results. But I was a, I was a bad result for them um, at home um, against Steny. so. I think that's a good result for St. Now, so I'll go with that one. Rory, what's your
0: result in League Two? Um, I don't know if there was really any. Kelly dropping points was a bit of a shock, but generally speaking, I suppose Andrew were flying high, but Wilson's already picked them. Um, I'd probably say Albion Rovers. Um, you know, they've kind of got a reputation of struggling most years and things like that and it was a bit of a basement battle um, these these battles at the start of the, at this point in the season can dictate whether your your season's a little bit easier and you can be a mid-table team as opposed to you know that kind of fight for relegation every week so aye a close, close run game but um, over the piece maybe maybe go with that one
1: Yeah I'll go for Sterling 1-4 for now friend of the show Kevin Rutkiewicz where he's setting one since he came on uh, all time 11 so I'm taking the praise for that that's a big result for them as well 4 Probably a match, probably two similar teams at a similar level, but still beating them at home is a, a big result. But we'll move into what's coming up this week. We have a, European, a couple of European games to talk about. First of all, Celtic go to Spain to take on Real Betis Wilson. Give us your predictions for that. Uh, I,
2: actually, I was saying it day, and I was golfing the day with, um, let's say, some mixed team supporters. Uh and I said today I don't fancy either old them to win um this this first game I think the Rangers won't be Leon Celti away at better. Yeah. I I I, th- I think Celtic will get tanked. I think, that could be two or three now. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I I just think the volume of games They just see, and I know that's their job, blah blah blah, but um, the amount of games they're playing, um I I, I just think you know when they are Changing this kind of system, and you guys are currently find the system. It takes them several games, and that's fine. That'll work against St. Munns and Ross Counties, etc. Does it work against good teams like the Albertis? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Now, obviously, for the coefficient, I hope Celtic uh, get a result. Um, but no, I, I think comfortable two or three nil Betis this week for me. I'm opposite.
1: I fancy Celtic to win on Thursday. I just don't think. I don't think Betis are. I don't think they've
2: started very well.
1: Celtic, Celtic scored an early goal.
2: It's. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think, I think, without without Kyogo, I think Celtic could struggle for goals. So, um, even over the next five or six games in you know, Orallan, maybe beating teams five or six. Now it could be, you know, one talking about two. the
0: coefficient. Wilson, I'm assuming you want all Scottish
2: teams to come away with three points. No, just just the green coefficient. I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When it, when, it, when it comes to Europe, I'm I'm equally I'm I'm equally neutral. I've 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 always liked Leon, so he's soft spot for me. <laughs> um. So yeah. No, no, at all, no not at all.
1: <laughs> Rory, do you give Celta a chance in Spain on Thursday?
0: Um, I'm probably somewhere between yourself and Wilson. I I don't think we'll get tanked, as Wilson put it. Betis have had a very indifferent start of the season. They've yet to win a game. Um. In, in the domestic league so I, I think if Celtic go there and play the way they, they potentially can I think they may get caught out with the whole all out attack at, at some point in the European campaign but I I think they've got a chance to nick a point and I think a point they would snatch a hand off for right now so um, I think it'll probably be a relatively close game Celtic will set up um, pretty tight to start with but as the game as they grow into the game um, I, I think we're capable of getting that at a point Um, But it's notoriously difficult in Europe to go away and get a result. So we shall see.
1: We wee quiz question. Can anybody tell me the Real Betis manager? Oh, that's a good question. Joaquin? No. He's won
2: the the Premier League. The Scottish Premier League? Ah, English Premier League. (laughs) (laughs) He's won the English Premier League. Let's go for... Laurent Blanc. No.
1: Is he Spanish? No, I don't think so. No, he isn't. I think he's I'm South American. That probably gives it away. South know.
2: American? He's won, he won the Premiership.
1: Yeah. Don't be sitting on your phone.
2: No. Pascal
1: no. Sheegan. Nah, it
2: is. No, don't, My- don't tell us. Let's leave, leave that with He's South American and he's won
1: the English Premier League. Right. We'll come back to that at the end. We'll talk about Rangers game against Lyon. Rory, it's probably the hardest game in the group, but it could potentially be a, a harder game with no goalton and possibly, probably no Hillander either.
0: Aye, I mean that that's going to make it more difficult without a shadow of a doubt. Leon, um, Leon have started better than Real Batrice has uh, domestically, so a bit tough game. I, I do, I do believe that Rangers will feel that they can take maximum points from these games at home, whether that is realistic or not. I, I don't pretend to know a lot about Leon and their style of play and how they play, but I think Rangers are capable if they if they turn up on the night. Again, I, I do feel that a draw wouldn't be their worst result in the world. So I'll stick my neck out on the line and say a credible draw for both Scottish teams on on uh, the European games.
1: Okay, Wilson, what do you think about Rangers' chances at home to Leon? Are you excited to see your your old pal Belly back in Glasgow? Oh, he's is he not afraid to come Madrid? No, he's at Leon. Was that things he up? It was in loan. He that was was he's back
2: at Leon. I he's believe back. he scored. I believe he scored yesterday. Actually, strong. Oh, well, I, I, he, I'm quite. I'm quite sure. Ibrox so will know that he's back playing him, and the noise that will be generated. I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm probably no less about as French football than anyone. Um, but I, I, I just look at this. You know, they, they had the money to spend. 22 million on Dumbelli so I imagine they've got some really good players on their team They also have another Celtic player on their, ex-Celtic player on their team who
1: scored today as well can you tell me is it Mark Shankland I know he used to play there <laughs> No, nah, it's
2: the, not Mark it? Shankland uh, another ex-Celtic player on their team
1: another ex-Celtic player, centre half I'm buzzed, I'm good with the quiz questions Charlie Mulgrew
2: no No, nah, it's not <laughs>
1: Charlie Mulgrew
2: well, that's a good one you need to leave that with me right, well. we'll come back to you man, um, as well but no, as I say, I, I'm I'm basing it on Leon having that kind of money to spend in one player. I'm thinking they must have some good players within the... Like, and I, I think, just as you touched on I mean, I, I'm actually meant to ask this at the time, you put on the chat yesterday about Holander's injury. It, it didn't show it in the sports scene uh, last night. I don't know if it showed it in the sports scene today. I know the two different kind of shows. Uh, it was it really as bad it. as you... Uh,
1: it didn't look.
2: Really it, it was it. as bad as it looked, but I don't get why it didn't show it. Um, I don't know either, but... I, what uh, sort of and opinion. I would think without Halander and Golson, I think that could potentially
1: well Simpsons uh, and not like, as well is it not? Simpsons not in the Europa League squad so it's probably mm-hmm. going to be Balligan and I would say maybe Bassey would play at centre-back
2: and it's just a. I don't know could Taverne play there and Parson at right back? Possible, I think Parsons still isolated, is it not?
1: Was he isolated? No, was he not isolated pre the Moldova Aye, game? But I was not I mean, how did he... and was he not out of the Scotland
0: squad due to that as well? I was he injured He missed the centre? I think he's injured. Aye. Well, well. Who who was the Celtic centre back? Sorry, we'll back to this question. I think about who was the Celtic centre back that um, left, um, kind of annoyed the fans. I can't remember his name, and he went no, not so long ago. Is it? Is it him? No, I, I'm maybe not even know. describing that very well. I, don't know your I can't remember the boy's name. Was I'm it terrible, Christopher?
2: I but... have Wanted a wee bit more challenging after losing seven old firm games in the bounce. His part of this week in the theory. Nah, I
1: don't. do I, I don't know who you're talking about. Second half angered the fans.
0: Aye, he didn't turn up, or he
1: he didn't. Oh, uh... competent. It mean, wasn't competent. No, there. that's t- terrible, <laughs> man. <Marvel. laughs> <laughs> he just didn't come up No I am I was of the A league winner's medal In <laughs> the, the season oh, I'll come right. back to it I can't even I can't even He played at the Euros As well If that helps you Who for? <laughs> Jason Denier No Jason Denier Good Good answer
2: Jason is Denier
1: He, he scored Yeah i will just go run through A few of the Lyon players As well That are potentially Going to line up on Thursday Zerdan Shaqiri Hosemawa who's been linked heavily with Arsenal, Carol Toko Akambi, who obviously played for Villarreal against Rangers. They've got a few good players in that team. There's they're certainly a team to take seriously. Well,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my neck out and say both old firm teams to lose I this would, week. I would say
1: a draw would be a good result for Rangers. Obviously, with Yeah, I, I think I'd draw. I draw
2: if I was betting money, I would bet the draw, but just because Rory's went with two draws, I'll go for Betis and Leon to win. I can see them Dembele scoring. Do you know that? I'll see one each
0: in both games. I, I can see them Dembele scoring. He's got a good record against Rangers. Ah, he's got a great he's a, good, he's a good
2: player, isn't he? He's a good yeah, player.
1: oh, he's... he's That's... Well, we'll I can go, tell you before we'll we'll the
2: chat if that happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we will... Before we go, before we talk about what's coming up on the channel this week, do you want to hazard a guess who the Real Betis manager is? Right,
2: I've got a question. Can you give us a clue? Is it a South American player... Or a South American manager? It's won the Premier. South show. American
1: manager. I don't. But he's Boyata. Sorry, that's what I was thinking. It. Boyata. No, same nationality, but it was. Did tried. he annoy yeah, the fans something or something? Of though? he, he did, did. I think, they, he, I don't did think he did he, something. Did he know? know. He refused to like play it a that. game or something
2: like that. Anyway, sorry, that was annoying me. He
1: won the. He won the Premier League.
2: And he won South America. It must be Pellegrini. Man, they won the
1: Premier League to South American eyes. Imagine. Brazil, Pelé. He is the Real Betis manager. Quiz of... very, good very. quiz question. Good quiz question. Jerome Boateng plays for Leon as well. I'm just seeing here. So there's a is lot he? of good. Aye, <laughs> can I change Leon. my mind? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's some team mate. That's a Champions League team. That's you, what don't. I was going to say. I, 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 I didn't know they'd sign Chikiri as well. Is that the one for Liverpool? Aye, like? yeah, Chikiri so yeah, for Liverpool.
1: The they
0: must because... be paying some money. Did, did Boateng not get released on a free? Free? by man. Munich and had the pick. The
1: picker, wherever they wanted to go. Yeah, it went to Leon. Yeah. A few big players in yeah, sure. team, Lucas Paqueta as well. Who was that? I think he was. I him. I think he was at AC Milan. But I
2: it's going to be a again, week. It's, it's 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 under the lights at Ibrooks, You know, plenty of teams have came there and fallen with the noise and whatnot. Not the disco lights. Not the disco lights. You can't afford them. <laughs> disco lights are John McGann. Disco <laughs> lights are John McGann. Let's have the lights. <laughs> and you, Don my guy's mismanaging things. Bloody hellfire. <laughs>
1: But we are going to wrap up the show on, on that, but we want to just say as well, before we go any further, we've done a poll on the weather Scotland Player of the Month and Lewis Morrison from Pearl for the one up with 36% of the votes. So congratulations to him, and we will be doing another Player of the Week next week, but we're also going to have an extra show on Friday with the boys from Ivan We'll announce who's going to be on the show yet, but we are looking forward to that. Wilson, Rory, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thanks, Scott. Cheers. Nice to us. Brilliant. Thanks very much, everyone who's tuned in. Please follow our social media pages and subscribe to us on YouTube and our podcast channels. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.